All right, welcome everyone to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight series, where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. Today, we are thrilled to turn our spotlight on today's guest, Zippin. Zippin, for those of you unfamiliar, is the checkout-free technology that aims to banish standing in line for good. Their platform enables retailers to quickly deploy checkout-free shopping while greatly improving customer experiences in-store. And today, we are joined by Zippin CEO and co-founder, Krishna Motukuri. Krishna, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. Ann and I are pumped. I, I know Ann's pretty excited about this one. I am. Uh, this is one of our, I think, for sure, in the last year, especially, and as we look to 2019, one of the technologies that we think is, is going to continue to disrupt the retail industry. So excited to talk to you today. Absolutely. Yeah, I've listed this as one of the top five trends, I think, that'll impact retail in the next, you know, one to three years and in the next short term. So so let's get to it. I think, Krishna, I, I, I'd love to take a unique approach to this interview. You know, we're sitting here, we're in studio, you're in San Francisco, we're in Minneapolis. It's Wednesday, January 9th. NRF is just a few days around the corner. And this is a really unique case because we're actually going to be seeing you and visiting your booth out in NRF on Sunday. Uh, so we'd love to know... Tell the audience, what is Zippin? And if we were to show up, take a look at your booth, what could we expect to see from you guys? Right, so Zippin is an AI startup. Um, we are building checkout free shopping technology for every retailer. Uh, so technology that would allow customers to walk into a store, grab what they want, and walk out without ever waiting in line. And we're excited to be at NRF um, showing this technology um, to all the retailers. Uh, we will be in the innovation space, uh, booth number 7103, for those of you who are, um, <laughs> who are planning to come there. Um, and we, um, the, the technology that we're building is applicable to pretty much every retailer um, in the world. Um, and uh, like I said, it's really about replacing the checkout process, which is lengthy and time-consuming, with a very simple check-in process at the entrance. And then everything just happens magically after that. Awesome. Walk us through that. So walk us through as we you know, pretend I'm almost kind of visioning right now. I'm in, I'm sitting in on the trade show floor, I'm at your booth and you're walking me through exactly how does the experience work? What would I expect to see as a consumer or as a retailer trying to deploy that experience? That's right. So we actually have a reference store here in San Francisco. And if you were to visit that store, then you would uh, enter the store using an app, using a Zippin app, uh, which it currently has a QR code that gets scanned at the entrance, at the, the, um, the turnstile, um, and once it authenticates the customer, the turnstile opens and the customer walks in, and then they can just put away their phone. Uh, we don't use the phone for anything other than um, just checking in at the entrance. Uh, and once you're inside the store, um, we have overhead cameras um, that, are, um, that are constantly... Uh, keeping track of where everybody is in the store and identifying the products that they are picking off of the shelves and putting back. And so whenever somebody picks up a product, then it gets added to their virtual cart that we maintain. And then um, uh, and when they put it back on the shelf, then we take it out of the virtual cart. And when somebody is done shopping, they just take all the products that they've taken with them and then just exit the store. The system knows that they've exited um, and then takes their virtual cart, builds that, and sends them a receipt. It's that simple. 
Got got it. So it's really it's that simple. It's really it's all you it's all done through cameras. That's correct. We also actually have um, uh, sensors on the shelves. Oh, you do. Uh, okay. To, yes, we do. Yeah, we augment the um, the uh, the data that the the cameras are actually seeing uh, with additional information that the sensors are gathering to give us the highest accuracy possible. Uh, we have observed um, pretty early on when we were building the solution, we saw that with only cameras, there are many scenarios where there is significant occlusion. You know, you can't see uh, certain things because you know, just the natural way customers shop in the store, uh, things get occluded. And when cameras can't see, they can't really predict, they can't understand what happened. And so we, we add additional sensors on the shelves to make sure we get very high accuracy and we don't miss any products. Interesting. So you must have to have incredible synchronization with the data then that retailers are needing to provide you to understand exactly what items are on the shelf, both from a weight perspective and then also from a visual recognition perspective. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of how that works? That's right. So one of the things that we took care of when we designed the solution is to make it extremely easy from an operation standpoint. So a lot of that information about um, training uh, visually, you know, to understand what products look like and what they weigh is all done automatically. Um, so you know, retailers would not have to do anything um, over and above what they normally do, which is simply stock products on the shelves and let customers grab them. And uh, the system knows uh, when a new product is added to automatically capture relevant information to, to, to train and add to the catalog. Okay. Hmm. Got it. Now, Anne always, when we were preparing for this, Anne, Anne was talking to me, and Anne can probably ask the question better than I can, but Anne, you, you were really interested in terms of how this all came about. So. Yeah, I loved, your, I loved your story, Krishna, of the, kind of the origin story of how this came about. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start Zippin? Sure, sure. Yeah, this was about four years ago. Um, okay. My wife and I were new parents. We had just moved to San Francisco from an overseas stint. And, um, and my wife uh, calls me one day in the evening frantically saying we're out of milk. You know, our, our son needs uh, milk. And so I decided to stop by our neighborhood grocery store on the way home. And as soon as I stepped in, um, it was weekday evening, I guess, um, very busy. So I saw the checkout line. Um, it was easily a five-minute wait. Um, and there was no way I was going to wait five minutes for a, a single gallon of milk. Mm -hmm. right? So I, I just you know, took a U-turn, uh, went to a neighborhood convenience store instead, and picked up some milk, which wasn't you know, optimal. <laughs> 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 We've all been like there. That. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, that got me thinking, really, like, you know, there the, has to be a better way. Um, and so we got together with, um, you know, I got together with my co-founders and uh, we looked into the data and found that, you know, uh, Americans spend over 30 billion hours a year waiting in line. Mm -hmm. That's over 100 hours per person uh, per annum that we spend waiting in line. And a big mm -hmm. chunk of that is in, in stores, grocery stores, convenience stores, you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so it's a huge opportunity. And so, you know, we set about to solve that problem. You know, long story short, we, we raised some money, built initial prototypes, improved them, and then raised a seed round last year, and then ended up launching our first store in San Francisco uh, in August. That's incredible. And, you know, this is obviously um, a pretty 
busy space. There's a lot of people trying to figure this out, especially in the convenience and grocery store markets. So Krishna, tell us a little bit about what you feel really differentiates Zippin in the checkout free space. So the primary differentiation is accuracy. Um, so right from the time we were designing the solution, we understood very clearly that, um, you know, it, it's very easy to get to the first stage in this technology, which is showing one customer shopping in a store. Um, it's kind of trivial because computer vision has advanced enough that, you know, first year <laughs> academic can actually build that very easily. Mm -hmm. uh, so we realized that uh, that would not be adequate for most retailers. Um, if you think about it, uh, you know, that we don't have just one person shopping in a store, we have crowds. And, and even if the crowded scenario happens only a few times a day, um, that could be a significant percentage, uh, like four to 5% that could wipe out an entire net margin for a retailer, right? Mm -hmm. So it was important for us right from the beginning to make sure that we can handle crowds with our technology. Mm -hmm. And so when we designed our solution, we designed with the cameras overhead looking straight down, like, you know, um, not like a security camera that has a broad wide angle, but very narrow field of view. Mm -hmm. So we get a bird's eye view of the entire store. So we see everything in the store just like uh, a bird, you know, uh, a satellite would see. And so we are able to track, you know, customers throughout the store, uh, you know, like a dot on a map. Mm -hmm. And we don't see any faces of any customers um, uh, in that field of view, which basically means that we don't and we, uh, and we can't use face recognition. But one of the huge advantages of that approach has been that we don't require customers, we don't put any constraints on customers. They can wear whatever they want to the store. They could be wearing a cap, a hoodie. Uh, they could be just covering their entire face with a mask if they want to, and the technology would still work, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it was very important for us to, to handle, you know, the most natural scenarios without putting any constraints on customers. And despite that, we, we saw that when things get crowded, you know, cameras may miss a, you know, certain scenes. They may not be able to see certain products being picked by customers. So we augmented the cameras with sensors on the shelf mm -hmm. uh, to ensure that we get, you know, a, at least one signal all the time for every product that's being picked. And so we achieve very high accuracy, which is not possible with a solution that uses only cameras which many of our competitors um, uh, claim to be using. Right. right. So that would be the, the primary differentiation. Yeah. That's interesting. That's one thing Anne and I have always talked about from our experience in experimenting with this in our past lives too, is it, it always seemed very difficult to do it without some type of triangulation. So that's mm -hmm. interesting to hear about the shelf. It's also interesting to hear how you're thinking about the actual customers themselves in space and identifying them too, and, and not using facial recognition. I think that's, right. especially in today's age, that's, that's, that's an interesting point. Well, one of the other things we love about you guys is you actually are doing this live, right? Yeah. You have a store stood up. Where is it? It's in Soma in San Francisco. Is that right? South of Market? Right. It's in San Francisco. That's right. Yep. Tell us about that experience. So first of all, like, how big is this store? How long has it been open? So the store um, was, open, uh, was open in August. Um, okay. And our goal with the store was to, to showcase the technology in real-world conditions. Because, um, you know, every retailer we, we, we spoke to were always you know, excited about the technology and, and the demo videos, but they all wanted to know if the technology works in, in the real world. Right? Sure. So 
So that was the motivation. Um, and so we set it about we set about building this store um, uh, probably in uh, June. Um, and uh, boy, we learned a lot. <laughs> I bet we can't wait to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this was actually one of those things um, that uh, I think it was it was an amazing experience for us to to really build a store from scratch because mm-hmm. we yeah, we now have a whole different appreciation for for retail <laughs> for our customers, <laughs> right? Uh, and it was a very useful exercise because if we hadn't gone through that, we would have um, kind of underestimated um, some of the the choices a retailer would, would, would want to make or some of the criteria that the retailer would use right. to pick a technology. Uh, for instance, I mean, mm-hmm. like shelf space is such so premium, right, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a store. And we realized pretty early on that any camera that goes on the shelf and requires like sufficient clearance about the products is not going to be an option. Because right. who, which retailer would want to sacrifice so much, you know, shelf space and volume, mm-hmm. you know, to this, right? So that's one of the things that actually led us to innovate on the kinds of sensors we can use, and also like how messy things can get on the shelves, mm-hmm. right? So you you can't expect things to be like neatly organized. So we had to make sure that our technology worked with you know products that were just thrown around. They're not like neatly stacked, uh, and are misplaced on wrong shelves. So that was all really good experience for us. Yeah, I bet. Now, how how many SKUs are in the space? If you can if you can share that, I'm curious. And and how big is this space? Right. So the space is uh, just about 200 square feet. It's okay. pretty small. Okay. Um, it's a, it's it's modeled after a an urban grab and go store. Um, okay. Think New York City, like sure. small place where you can just grab your lunch or beverages or snacks. Uh, we have about 100 SKUs right now, okay. and we are expanding it to 200. We're actually just finished a, a minor remodel um, of okay. the store, uh, so we're, we're not at 200 SKUs yet. Okay, great. And what is it, like products from all walks of life? Right. Is it specific to any types of categories? Like what, where do you guys focus, uh, especially as you're growing it and it sounds twofold now? That's right. So we're actually uh, looking at the, the lunch use case, like mm-hmm. the urban professional lunch use case, uh, so the kinds of stuff we carry are predominantly food-oriented, food, oriented, food mm-hmm. snacks, uh, prepackaged lunches, um, beverages. Okay. Um, those are the kinds of things. But again, the technology doesn't differentiate. Um, if anything, like packaged goods are actually uh, much easier than uh, prepackaged sandwiches and salads mm-hmm. uh, because they tend to not have as many identifiable features. Interesting. Right, that makes sense. And now, like, so we Anna and I both we've been to, or we've been to Amazon Go. Like, so if your store, when is it open? And you know, if what it sounds like at lunchtime is a key period of time. And then when it's open, is there staff there at all, or is it completely one hundred percent un unstaffed? Uh, so let me clarify that. I mean, it, it's still a concept store. Okay. Um, we we don't intend to be a retailer. Okay. Um, For so sure. We don't actively, yeah, we don't actively uh, advertise or promote the store. Um, so it's only you know uh, customers that are on the invite list that can actually come and shop today. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but it's you know, it's an app that that you can download on the store, uh, on the app store, and then come in. We usually only open for uh, the lunch hours. I think it's about two hours now. Okay. Uh, between 11.30 and 1.30, yeah. Got it. And if I go in there, is there anyone there? Is it? Is it? Is it just completely yeah. unstaffed? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so so there, there is there is an attendant. Obviously, we understand it's a it's a new concept. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 job of the attendant is to actually describe the technology. Uh, but oh, cool. usually, the shopping itself is completely automated. So the customers go in on their own and then right. pick up whatever they want to walk out. Yeah. Yeah, and even when you know you're there to see a, a technology like this, it's still kind of that odd feeling where you're like, wait, can I really just leave? Yeah. So can I you walk you, out you, the almost, door? you have to have somebody there even just to kind of say that. Yeah, at least at least but in these initial stages. We actually had one customer. We actually had one customer just uh, just for fun, like she turned back towards the cameras and said, yo, I'm not stealing. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah, That's funny. It's a new experience, yeah. So where do you think, I mean, there's a, like we said, the space is hot. Like, where where do you think this space is going next? What, if any, limitations are there right now in the space, whether it be the types of product categories that can be identified, the true size and scale of, of where the technology can be deployed? How do you think about the future of this and say, what does the next three, five, even 10-year horizons look like? Right. I think I think um, from a technology standpoint, um, it's it's uh, it's at a point where it can be deployed, and that's what we're doing. Um, uh, obviously, there are some you know uh, you know uh, like edge cases that have to be handled. So obviously, products that are um, that do not have any identifiable features um, will need potentially uh, a, a different package, right? Okay. So if you don't have anything that differentiates one product from another, then you can't expect the cameras to do a good job of identifying which product got picked. To that point, that is, case, is apparel really hard to do in this type of world? Like just out of curiosity, I'm curious your thoughts on that. That's right. That's a good question. So apparel is actually um, hard for different reasons. Um, okay. The way we shop for apparel is different. So we normally just don't grab and go. We We like to pick up stuff and then maybe walk into a, a you know a changing room and then mm-hmm. try it on and, and bring it out mm-hmm. so in that process there is additional complexity because obviously you know cameras have to stop mm-hmm. before the changing room mm-hmm. uh, and and so there are some edge cases around like how do you uh, how do you still uniquely identify which things that the customer wants to take back with them right, right. but there are other technologies and sensors that can be brought to the to the picture so we're, we're looking at that sure i don't think apparel is ideal today but in a few years uh you know um it will be uh it'll, it'll be basically um you know check out free shopping everywhere mm-hmm. yeah right where do you think this will happen first i mean if you had to if you had to deter if you had to venture a guess on which verticals or which um you know uh, types of retailers are going to go after this type of business first where do you think all the activity is going to be so let me let me actually talk about uh, which retailers are likely to succeed and, and, and the right That's a great thing about yeah. this technology. Mm-hmm. Because um, like if, if you see this from the outside, a lot of people just think, oh, this is just eliminating cashiers, so you're going to save some money. Uh, and that's how people view it. And, and any retailer that views it that way is kind of missing the big point and, and may not actually succeed in the long run. The real opportunity is to the ability to boost revenue, right? So, so most retailers are in the $500 per annum per square foot to best performing grocery stores, probably in the $1,800 per square foot per annum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, one of the big reasons why, you know, that number doesn't go up is because of, you know, you know lots of other things, primarily being, of course, checkout being a pain point and the customers don't want to go to that store, they go online. So the way retailers should think about it is how can they maximize the revenue per square foot they can do? And with this technology, there's really no limit. 
um, if it's a dense urban location with a lot of footfall, mm -hmm. then really now you've removed the biggest bottleneck uh, mm -hmm. for anybody to walk into the store. Mm -hmm. And so anybody can walk in and, and grab whatever they want to walk out in 20 seconds, then you should be able to do substantially more, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I see it really picking up in areas where there is high density, the you know lines are long, and uh, and people really want the product, but they are not able to shop, uh, and so those are the areas where it'll pick up. So the grab and go stores, convenience stores, uh, even grocery stores in mm -hmm. urban areas are the first areas we would see. Uh, so really, where that bottleneck effect is is taking place, that's mm -hmm. really where you think that's you're going to see a lot of that's this correct. action. Interesting. Well, let's get you. I know Anne has Anne has been dying to ask you too about the data. You you, you yeah. must be collecting um, Im immense amounts of data too. So curious on your strategy there. Yeah, and in, I guess in in addition to generating revenue, um, more revenue for the retailers and increasing you know the overall uh, improvement of the customer experience. What are the types of, you said inventory tracking is something that you're able to provide. What That's other kind right. of insights are you able to provide retailers who sign on with you? Yeah, so, so three other huge benefits to retailers because of this uh, technology would be real-time inventory tracking and uh, stock out prediction. So we, the way our technology works is that we know everything that's on every shelf all the time, right? So literally 30 times a second, we're able to figure out you know what's on a shelf. So if, yeah. a pro if a shelf is running out of stuff, we know that immediately and we can alert somebody. Uh, and if some if a customer is actually taking a product from one shelf and put it on the wrong shelf, we know that immediately and and we can tell the store which shelf they put it on. So instead of sending you know reps all over the store looking for misplaced items, you know exactly which shelves have the misplaced items and you can put them back on the right shelf so that future customers can shop them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a huge advantage, and retailers say it could be up to 20% of sales that they lose because the right product is not on the shelf and the customer walks in. Okay. The second huge benefit is, in addition, is um, advanced analytics. Um, for the first time, physical stores get the same kind of data that mm -hmm. online stores have always been getting, right. which is when a customer walks in, you know how they shopped, not just what they left mm -hmm. with. Okay. You know what products they picked, but they didn't buy, mm -hmm. maybe because the price was high or nutrition packs weren't right, mm -hmm. whatever. And you can get all these insights now, which were not possible before. Mm -hmm. And the last uh, piece is fewer losses due to theft. Um, right. Because everybody checks in when they walk in, uh, their account is with the system, and any product they grab off of the shelf, I mean, that product has to be accounted for. So the system is going to assign it to them. And so it's practically impossible to, to steal, um, you know, from a store like this. Uh, you know, so that's another big advantage is that you will actually reduce your shrink substantially. Right. Makes a ton of sense. I'm mean, very in line with the things we talk about here, here at OmniTalk. I mean, I think especially that second point, I think that's the one we're always really big on is, you know, how do you turn the physical store? How do you have the same you know, analytical understanding in a physical store that you have on a web browser. And that's what right. this type of technology enables you to do. Very, very cool stuff. Very exciting. Can't wait to see you guys live and in New York too. Again, what's your booth number again, you said? Yeah, it's booth number 7103. 7103. Okay. In the yeah, Innovation, innovation Center. Yeah. yeah, right. In that's the Innovation right. Space. And if people want to learn more about you online, where should they go? Just check us out on our website at getzippin.com. Awesome. Getzippin.com. Well, fantastic. Krishna, thank you so much. Again, this thank has been Zippin CEO and co-founder Krishna Motakuri. 
Thanks for joining us on the Army Talk Spotlight series today. And of course, to everyone out there listening, be careful out there. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure.